You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with absolutely no one, nobody, just me, solo show. Unfortunately, both of my uh, partners in crime could not make the show tonight, uh, you know, Ben for personal reasons, and Kinder is in the ER with a food allergy or something, so... Check out Twitter tomorrow. I'll let you know if he survived the night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so actually, by the time this comes out, we'll know if he's alive. So just check Twitter immediately if you even care about Kender. So no, uh, no skinny intro today. So sorry about that, everybody, if that's what you're listening to the show for. But this is episode number 155. We are recording. We, we as an I am recording on April 16th for release on April 17th. And uh, yeah, I mean, quite a bit to talk about so it's unfortunate that it's just going to be me tonight but yeah we're going to talk a bit about storm rising it has landed so what is that all about uh jeff kaplan also appeared on a stream and you know kind of he jeff kaplan on stream delivered what should have been in a, in a, in a developer roadmap <laughs> and that's essentially what he did so we're going to talk about that um and i'm also going to talk a little bit more about game sense and this time in terms of game sense uh, about reading a situation or reading what's going to happen ahead. I want to talk a little bit about that. And we do have some community feedback and a community question. No half measures on the solo cast. We go all the way all the time. All right. So before I get started with that, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and esports, but the, 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 bulk of the show, the meat of the show, focuses on the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about those topics, it always comes back to the community and the state of the game. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you know, you follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and we would love to have you join us on Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. We found out last week that that link was not working. It is working now. If it is not working still for you, let us know, but it should be working now, okay? Um. And as always, I want to thank any returning listeners. Thank you guys for coming back week after week after week. Whether this is your first re-listen or 154th, I do appreciate you guys coming back. We all appreciate you coming back, all right? Uh, so we have two new subscribers. Actually, not new subscribers, two new subscribers, but one uh, resub from Phil GQ. Thank you very much, Phil. And actually, thanks for, for hanging out on the streams with me this week and while I was testing out my new audio uh, hardware. So I really do appreciate that and really appreciate you resubbing. And also, Frasley S is a subscriber now. Which uh, Frazzly is a, I'm pretty sure the Frazzlecast, he has his own podcast called the Frazzlecast and is a World of Warcraft podcast. So if you, uh, you know, like, wow, you might want to check that out as well. You probably heard about it already. Just saying. All right. <laughs> and also, right before the show started, I saw that Blaze and Bob subscribed again, I think 18 months in a row. What a trooper. Thanks for continuing to support 
you know, us boys, Bob, even though you're not here, your money is still here. And that's what matters. So thanks, Bob. Really do appreciate that. <laughs> um, no new patrons this week. And we do have a bit of community feedback. And this goes, uh, this is Spanky Hunter. And he messaged us about, I, I guess, we, we talked a bit about Roll Q or t- Force 222 last week uh, again. And he says, the thing Jeff mentioned along with the Roll Q was role-specific SR. So Q as a DPS, you get plat games. Q as a support, you get diamond games. Q as a tank, you get gold games. That puts a whole new spin on Roll Q. And that is true. And like I said, Roll Q does have advantages, right? But I think one of the core issues that we have with Overwatch, one of the core issues we have with competitive, I should say, is that it was one of when you want to, you know, because even if you, you can play a role at a certain rank, right? But even, you know, if you play main tank normally and somebody else picks main tank and the comp that you're running really doesn't support two main tanks uh, and you're forced onto an off tank role or you just don't take the off tank role, you try to play main tank anyway, that puts you at a disadvantage, right? Like, you know, if you're forced into a main uh, off tank role, and you don't play off tank, then that's going to put you at a disadvantage. Like you may play a diamond Reinhardt, Reinhardt, but you may be a platinum hog or a platinum Zarya. You know, it, the, the same situation applies, right? So, Spanky Hunter, you, you mean that 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 is a good thing, right? Like, I mean, the, the splitting the role, you know, splitting the SR by role queue would definitely be nice, but I don't think it fixed the, fixes the core issue. That's why I'm I'm really stuck on forced LFG and forcing comp to be, you know, six stacks only. So, like I said, not wrong, but I just don't th- I don't think that would be the answer that that fixes it. You know, but you know I I don't know everything. It's all opinion, right? Right. So, all right. So let's move into Storm Rising. We started getting info about it or teasers about it last week, and it's finally here. So in case you haven't played it. The scenario is that the Overwatch, there's the Overwatch, an Overwatch strike team that consists of Tracer, Genji, um, Mercy, and, and Winston are going after Maximilian, and who we've seen before in the comics. He was in the Doomfist comic when Doomfist busted himself out of jail, and um, we, uh, you know, they're going after him because they want to get to Doomfist. Like they, they're trying to get to the accountant to get to Doomfist. Right, so that's who you're going after, right? So, I guess I'll just start with I'll start with the map portion, right? The the actual gameplay. It, this this event, if I had to rank the three, you know, between Uprising, Retribution, and Storm Rising, I think this is the my least favorite. Like, you know, having a fresh map is nice. I I will say that. But they did not change much between, in terms of the units, between this and Retribution. Actually, they didn't change anything. All the units from Retribution are here. You have the regular soldiers. You have the soldiers with the shotguns. You have snipers. You have the, uh, the, the assassins. And then you have the big heavy guys with the dual guns. You have that, right? And the map that you're in is, it's clearly an Overwatch payload map right when retribution came out there was like it it was okay well this map is cool but there was no there wasn't a certainty that this is definitely a payload map that we're gonna play right and with this map it's definitely you can see from start to finish it's a payload map 
Um, there's even areas where I went into and I could clearly tell this is a spawn room. This is going to be the spawn room for the defense when the map starts. So this is going to be the spawn, spawn room for the offense when the map starts. Uh, it's clearly designed to be a payload map, a three-phase payload map. And technically speaking, you kind of uh, <laughs> you kind of go through it at the end there. So you start with phase one, chasing down Maximilian. You're cutting through his, uh, you know, you're cutting through his his men. Then you go into this warehouse and you get stuck in the warehouse. So the second phase uh, is uh, basically it's a horde mode, right? Where the enemies come in, they drop in the ceiling. Sometimes smoke appears. Like I guess they drop smoke in. You know, they they simulate dropping smoke in, and then the enemies just spawn <laughs> inside the smoke. Um, so you know, once you get done with that, after that, there's a a truck full of explosives because why the fuck not? To just have a truck full of explosives sitting around, you know. Uh, and you have to push that to the final part, which is the seaport. Now, all this stuff was talked about in the that lore post they put, that, that fake news article, where, you know, Maximilian bought that rum company. So that warehouse, I'm assuming, is, that, is the rum company, right? And then they also talked about how the, the anonymous company, which we know is Talon, also owns the seaport. So you have to push the payload to the seaport and blow open the door so that you can get to Maximilian. I don't know. Like, I think I don't know. It, it might be the same length as Retribution. It did feel a little shorter, but I think it's because Retribution has a hold phase or horde phase in the beginning. Then you have the middle phase where you're making your way through the streets, and then you have the hold phase or the horde phase at the end. And this one, you make your way through the streets. You have your horde phase in the middle, and then you have a payload push that you have to do. And I mean. I guess you could say the very last part is a horde phase, but not really because a boss just comes out. You know, I don't want to say a boss just comes out, but a boss comes out, you got to fight it. Um, But yeah, so the map and and the gameplay of Retribution, it's, there's nothing new there, right? That bike that you saw in the the trailer, you don't get to ride that. And I wasn't expecting it. I'm not going to land Bass Blizzard for not letting you ride that bike. I just figured... They're not gonna. They, they they're not gonna put that into the game, right? You know, uh, they're just not. But yeah, they uh, you. There's no bike riding. Um, Mercy actually does this ability where she binds a bunch of drivers. I'm like, well, there you go. There's an ability for Mercy if she could do like a flashbang style ability. Um, you know, like a, with a flashbang effect uh, in, in the game. But they're not gonna add that in. That's just some shit that you won't that you you won't see. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's what you would expect. There's nothing special about it and it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm just happy that they, they made the event anyway. That's what they for a little bit. We were like, are they going to do this or not? Uh, one thing I do know, and this is even before it was confirmed, but I was like, there's no way this took them a year to make. And Jeff Kaplan confirmed that it only took him about six months to produce it. And I imagine that has to do mostly with the map, you know, uh, and maybe the weather effects too. So yes, that, that's another thing. Called Storm Rising because there is what there are weather effects there. If you put it on a higher um, graphics, there's rain and clouds and mist. But I gotta be honest, it's not that great. Man, I'm sure like the Overwatch engine doesn't really like it's not really it's not really built for it. Like what like so I I understand it, but like it's not it's not that great. I wouldn't expect to see it in future maps. And if they do put it in future maps, I think it'd be a waste. Because we all know that most, especially like people who play competitive in this game, play, uh, you know, with the graphics low. So you can get the most frames, which makes sense. 
but yeah, so the, the the weather effects really aren't that that great. I like I said, Uprising is still the best one. <laughs> After I beat this one on the hardest difficulty, I do believe that I'll probably just go back to playing Uprising because that is that is my absolute favorite. In my opinion, it is the best one. So, but yeah, like the this one's okay. Out of the three, it's definitely I th- I think it is the weakest one. Um, also, one thing and this just like Retribution. The harder difficulty you play on, you get different dialogue. So I, I don't think a lot of people noticed that from before. With Retribution, if you played it on like easy or hard, you got one set of dialogue. If you play it on the more difficult settings, you get extended dialogue. So if you want more about the lore, play it on the harder difficulty. Grubo was somebody with a team and played on hard, hard difficulty. You don't get you don't get different cutscenes, but the lore in game. The lore, but the, the 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 dialogue in game does change, so it's kind of a, a reward for playing it on a harder difficulty. So let's talk about the the lore element of what of, of uh you know this event, um because that's one of the one of the reasons why this is the biggest event. It's not just because it brings PVE content, but because it also brings you know everybody who plays this game is lore, not everybody. Sorry, not everybody plays this game, but a lot of people who play this game are lore hungry. Even people who don't play this game are lore hungry for the the lore of Overwatch. And this brings lore, you know, like you got to see when Overwatch started to break down in Retribution. And you got to see how how Overwatch operated in the old days and in Uprising. And in this one, now you, you know, you kind of get to see how they're chasing down Doomfist, like how they're trying to get to Doomfist. Uh, but in the beginning, you got to see or hear the voice of Sojourn, which is this is the third appearance Sojourn has made in Overwatch lore, right? So the first time she was in recall, there was a picture of her in recall with one of the agents that got recalled or one of the agents that was the recall message was going to. Then she was also in Anna's um, origin story. She's in the picture. If you look in the, the Anna origin story, if you look toward the right, that's out of all the people that you see, there's going to be two people you don't recognize. There's somebody on the bottom left, somebody on the right side. She's on the right side. And honestly, it looks like, from what I can see, it looks like she doesn't have arms or her arms are prosthetic. That's what it looks like. I couldn't, I couldn't determine if it was a jacket or if it was like, a, a, like something that gave her prosthetic arms. It's, it's a little hard to tell. But she is a captain. Like when Tracer addresses her, she addresses her as captain. So the fact that we're, we're, we have voice lines for her tells me that they are working on her to, to bring working to bring her in the game. I think it'd be kind of a waste to ha- to voice a character for her or to get a voice actress for her and just have her say a few lines in this event, right? So I think that that uh, that's a character that we will see later in the game. However, Jeff Kaplan's already confirmed that she is not Hero Thirty One. Her or Echo are not Hero Thirty One. So we do we do know that. Um. So there was Sojourn there. And then at the end, there was a, a pretty big surprise at the end of the event, which, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Like, I'm just going to say, usually I'm, I'm against spoilers, but I'm just going to say it because I don't know anything about the character. So at the end of the event, they make a cut to Doomfist talking to somebody. And originally I thought it was Reaper. Right, I thought it was Reaper because the person had a hood on, but it's not Reaper. It's actually an Omnic, a, a new Omnic that I don't think we've ever seen before. 
And Doomfist is basically saying, like, he's like, hey, you know, I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to save your people. It's doomed, though. It's not going to work. But if you join up with Talon, Talon, well, Talon can help you. And then he takes off his hood and says, I'm listening. So that's another person. That's another character that has a voice. And I don't think, so far, I haven't seen anything said about that character. Possibly, that might be Hero 31. Which I'm like, you know, it's about damn time. I, I want another Omnic character, right? And the character looked cool. All you saw was like really the head of, of the character. But it almost looked like a boss-style character. Like if you were playing a single-player game or something like that, this is the boss, right? This is, this is the guy that you're going to fight. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I would love to know more about it. The issue I have with it, though, and it might not be an issue. This is my. This is based off of uh, my previous experience with Blizzard or all of our previous experience with Blizzard and Overwatch. The way they deliver lore sucks. <laughs> it, it, it sucks. Like they were really good at first putting out those the, the, the cinematics, you know, and then putting out the comics. And then the well went dry, right? We were supposed to we we were having well, we were supposed to do season two like they were saying oh yeah season two of the cinematics are starting but I don't I think what we got like after after Sombra we got a May cinematic and then oh I'm trying to think yeah I think it was after Sombra we got a, a May cinematic was it Sombra I'm trying to think when did season one stop yeah I think we got like it was Sombra. Then we waited until Gamescom of the next year to get another cinematic, which was Reinhardt. Then after that, it was May, and I can't remember when the May cinematic came out. And then after that, it was Diva. So we've only gotten three new cinematics since season one, uh, technically speaking. So that that trickled down, and uh, the, the the amount of lore that we're getting, you know, has really stopped. Um, I'm trying to think where, where did the, when did the comics really stop? I don't, I think the, the, the comics, like they were, the comics were going pretty well. And then that also came down to a trickle. I can't remember when we got the last comic to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I know we got one from Doomfist for sure, which was awesome. It was the best one that they did in my opinion. It was the, it was the absolute best one. So that was awesome. Um, but other than that, like we really haven't been getting the comics. And then after that, I think, We've really only been getting we the only thing we got after that was that a uh, short story about Anna, which I think if you just want flat out lore, it's an acceptable way to to to, to put out the lore, right? But the the bottom line is that they just haven't been putting out lore that frequently. So you, you drop this huge bomb at the end of this event or at the end of the uh, of the map. And I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. But then I thought about it. I was like, man, we're probably not going to learn anything about this guy for like six months to a year. Like, they're probably not, we're probably not going to know anything about it. You know, and that, that sucks, right? You drop info, you know, you drop this character out of nowhere. I don't want to wait six months or a year to, to learn more about the character, right? I really hope that I'm wrong here. I really do hope that I'm wrong. I really hope that, you know, at, you know, a month from now, there's a comic that comes out or a short story that comes out or a cinematic that comes out that explains more about this character. But based off of previous experience, that's just not going to happen. Right. So I, I don't know. That's how that I'm uh, 
I'm glad when they do drop lore, but it also sucks because you know they're not consistent about lore. And then on top of that, with the changes, you know, that, that with the recent layoffs and you know the direction that Activision Blizzard is pushing, they are they want to focus more on development than they want to do on lore and story and stuff like that. That's why they when they did a, a lot of their layoffs had to do with writers and community managers, but they kept developers and they're increasing the development teams by 20%. They want more game and less lore, right? And I understand it. Lore doesn't make them money unless they package it. Like, I don't know, in a book, <laughs> you know, or, or like a, a series of comics that you could buy something like that. Like that'll be, that'll be awesome. But I just don't think they, 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 they see the value in that, but you know, it, it is, what it is so jeff kaplan did also say there's going to be more on maximilian in the future and that he wouldn't mind selling out doomfist because here's the thing about maximilian right i mean they could do anything they want with the lore but based off of what we know we know that maximilian is free in the future like he is free and he ate to the, and he actually owns his own casino you know because that's what that's when doomfist got out of jail that's where he found Maximilian. So, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that Maximilian sells out Doomfist for his freedom and Doomfist goes to jail, <laughs> right? Like that, that's what I, I would imagine. Uh, well, actually not Doomfist goes to jail. We, we also saw what happened with Doomfist with, uh, you know, him fighting Winston, Tracer, and Genji. So, and now I'm like, well, where was Mercy in that fight? Because th- that, that was the strike team. That, that was the strike team. Mer- Mercy, Genji, Winston, and Tracer, you know? So I'm 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 curious to see what they do with it. I am hopeful that they start delivering more lore on a regular basis, but based off of previous experience, I just can't see it happen. I mean, we are still like the, the the lore that we're getting, right? A lot of it still has to do with the recall. The main cinematic was about the recall. We're three years into the game. And we haven't gotten anything post recall. I'm pretty sure we haven't. Like I'm trying to think, is, has there been another cinematic post recall? Well, maybe like um the uh the the tracer widowmaker alive. I think that was post. You know that was post recall. You know, and maybe the last. Ba- oh yeah, last bastion was post recall. I think. Um, and I don't know the soldier cinematic may or may not be, but the, the live one definitely was, but you know, we're still talking about the recall. Like we we're, we're not saying, well, did they get together? Oh yeah. Also, sorry. Um, the Ash cinematic or the McCree cinematic was post recall as well, but still that is dealing with the, that is still technically speaking a recall cinematic because McCree went to go get echo because of the recall, you know? And, um, Oh, so, uh, uh, Kinder, fresh out the doctor, apparently, just said, uh, <laughs> he said, Tracer, uh, Winston Tracer versus Reaper Widow. Yeah, but that was the, that was the original cinematic for the game, right? <laughs> you know, that was the, that was the opening cinematic. That's what they showed at BlizzCon uh, when they announced the game. So, you know, we're three years into a game and we're still kind of centered around recall. You know, uh, let's push the story forward, please. You know, and there's so many different storylines they could take, right? I mean, they have the actual store you know overwatch story and the recall story uh you have symmetra she has her own path right symmetra has her own set of stories um lucio would have his own set of stories zarya has her own set of stories you know sombra too <laughs> so it's like come on you know it's uh 
I, I, I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but I, I just I want more lore, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, uh, let's move on from Storm Rising. There was a stream that Jeff Kaplan was on. They, you know, they have that streamer. I forget what they call it, like the uh, the streamer re- residency, I think. And Jeff Kaplan came in the room and was on stream talking about some stuff. And the thing that gets me about this, like, okay, cool. You know, the streamer residency is cool and all. And for them to guest on the streamer residency and talk a bit about the game and their future plans, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it. But come on, man. Like, you have this information. Put it into a roadmap. Put it into a developer roadmap. Because unless you watch the stream, then you, you, you basically have to rely on third parties to get you this information. Right? You have to rely on third parties to get you uh, the stuff that I'm getting ready to talk about now. When you could put this into a developer roadmap, you put it into a developer update, you know, come on, They're like, please, let's, let's, let's do the smart thing here. But regardless, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So he did confirm that map that, oh, sorry, that Havana will be added later. That Havana is a map that will be coming overwatch. I mean, it was really clear this time, guys. Like it was super clear that Havana was going to be a, a, a payload map. So, um, yeah, that's coming soon. Should be on the PTR. I don't know within the coming weeks, probably. I would imagine. Uh, like I said, Echo and Sojourn is, are not Hero Thirty One. They did confirm that they have big plans for Junker Queen. Now, somewhere, somebody said that uh, they confirmed that they are working on her as a hero. However, I, I, I really want to watch the stream for that part and see exactly how they worded it to be honest with you, okay? Uh, so I, I don't want to say, oh, yeah, they're working on Junker Queen as a character, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what they do. If they have big plans for Junker Queen. I'm going to leave it at that. We'll, we'll see something with the character hopefully soon. He said the anniversary event is going to be cool because we have a feature that many have asked for that is going to be really huge for the game. That feature, though, is, are not. it's not Clans Guilds. It's definitely not. They Later on, he said that Clans Guilds uh, are are not com- are not coming soon. It's not one of the upcoming features, so don't expect that for the anniversary. I'm just not exactly sure what feature it is. You know, is it six? Is it six stack only comp? Is it some version of roll queue? I I, I mean I don't know. Like he said, that two to two roll queue is something that they want to do. That they are entertaining the idea. However, like so that would mean that okay, it's definitely not going to be forced to do roll queue but is it something like you know roll queue related or like, I, don't, I don't know uh, we know it's not a clan you know it's not guild clans it's not to do roll queue i'm not exactly sure what else it could be to be honest with you like what else has the community really been asking for it's going to be huge for the game that's not those things you know so 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 we'll see um we're I mean, and we don't have to wait for the anniversary to get all the new features because they said new patches will be released all the way up to the anniversary event. So, I mean, the anniversary event, we'll see what, we'll see. I think we're, we're a little, I think five weeks away from the anniversary event, you know, maybe a little longer. I'm pretty sure Overwatch came out in May 23rd in 2016, if I remember correctly. So just off the top, I can't remember. Um, so we'll we'll see about that, but you know we'll get new patches. Obviously, Havana is going to be one of them. Oh, actually, actually, a new patch did drop today. I almost totally forgot about that. New patch did drop today with those changes 
that we were talking about, like with the Reaper Shadow Step and uh, you know the changes to the um, to the breakable you know fences and stuff like that. When he goes to Shadow Step and when some some of that shit puts up our teleporter, you know things like that. So there is a new patch out today. Uh, he said it's going to be a internet breaking diva skin on the way for the anniversary event, whatever that means. Like, well, I guess we'll see how dope this diva skin is and hope you can get it, you know, during the anniversary event, <laughs> you know? So, and one thing I, I one thing, I, the one reason I am looking forward to the anniversary event, even if it doesn't have all the stuff that I want is that everything's open, right? You can play any game mode from any event. You can get any skin from any, uh, from any event. So that's cool. That's all cool. I'm, I'm glad that they decided to do that last year, and I fully expect that they'll be doing that again this year. Uh, let's see. He said, after the event coming this summer and early fall, a couple more features that have been asked by asked for the, by the community. So they're really focusing on features, right? I think he actually said that the the team is focusing on feature content. Now, that can mean two things. Once again, I would have to watch the stream and see exactly how he said it. that can mean that they're working on feature content, like content to like, you know, like event style content and stuff like that, maybe to help people come in. But it also could mean that they're working on features for the game, which I would appreciate. I think, you know, instead, like I've been saying it for months, instead of pumping out new characters and new maps, uh, they should be focusing on well, one character balance, which they are. They've been ca- they've been balancing the game, but they should also be focusing on d- features that would improve the quality of life for players. It w- the features that will help people, you know, get into better matches and things of that nature, right? So, I think that I think that's what they are working on. Now he's also saying that comics are in development. That's the same thing we heard at BlizzCon. So, I mean, when are these comics coming out? Like I said, I want the lore. I, I definitely want it. A lot of people want the lore. Give us the lore. Show us the lore. Comics are, com- are in development. Please release them <laughs> when they're ready. When they're ready, but still. Uh, let's see. What else? He says they have no immediate plans for permanent free-to-play. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I, I don't think it will be a bad idea for it to go free-to-play if, if free-to-play only included quick play, arcade and quick play. Competitive modes should be paid for, in my opinion. Quick play, like if they go free to play with competitive, I think that's a problem. <laughs> I think that's a problem. You know, especially if, you know, they only charge like 20 bucks for the game to get competitive, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll see. And if they do go free to play, I think they, they're going to have to offer not just loot boxes, but offer, uh, offer a way to buy, buy credits specifically. I think that would, that, that would definitely help it. So. Let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, they are looking. He said that we are looking to make future improvements to visually impaired and hearing impaired players, including a subtitle system. That will be big. Not just for those who are hearing impaired, but to have a visual, you know, people probably turn on just to have a visual representation of of when somebody's like doing their alt or something like that. Um, I think that would be helpful. Uh, he said the design team consists of players ranking from bronze to grandmaster in the competitive ranks. So I think he was saying that to say that, you know, we have, we're not just focusing on the low end. We're not just focusing on the high end. We're focusing on everything, which is great and noble. However, one of the gripes that, you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while that I've had for a while is that they need to pick, (laughs) pick a, pick a road, right? Either 
either, you know, balance it for the mass or balance it for the high end of play. I personally think it should be balanced for the high end of play. And then that will just trickle down, in my opinion. The best thing that they could possibly do is balance it for high end. And you'd be like, well, sometimes you complain when they make high end, you know, changes. And that is true. Sometimes you complain, but that's because it's a middle of the road balance philosophy. And if you have the middle of the road balance philosophy, like, okay, fine, that's going to do this for the high tier. But what's going to happen when, you know, the low tiers get the shit kicked out of them, you know, when they, when they can't handle this or when it unbalances a low tier match, what are you going to change then? You know, I just think it should be balanced for high tier and then the skills, everything will trickle down from there. And that, you know, I'll leave it at that. I've talked to that to death too. <laughs> uh, they said making a story mode will be as ambitious as making a brand new game. And he said that before he said that at BlizzCon too. And I don't know. I think they might be shooting too high for that. Uh, I think they're shooting too high. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, you know, they're trying too hard and I would, you know, be pissed if they, if they went about doing it. Um, I, I definitely would. I do appreciate that they have high expectations if they were to make a, like a single player mode, but I think the community would be very happy if they just released more content like this on a regular basis. Like the problem with archives being short, isn't just the length. Right. The problem with archives being like archive missions being short is that we only get it once a year. So you wait like a whole year and then you get this one mission that takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes. If you released a pack of five, like, you know, once a year and then charge for it, like that's a great revenue generator right there. That'll bring more people into the game as well or release a new episode every two months. When And yes, I understand it does take development time. To do this, they would have to increase the development team, which I think everybody is for. You know, if you can increase the development team so they could do these things, it's fine. But they could, they have shown that they can make these missions, which I think is cool, you know. Or if they make a new mission per map that they put out, because they put out about three maps a year. So you give us three, you know, archive missions a year. I think that's that that's fine as well. But they don't have to, you know, make brand new systems to make this work because they already have it, even though I, I'm sure that the tooling systems they have for Overwatch aren't, it's not built for single player content. So it is difficult for them to make this content. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, say, I'm, I'm not trying to say that they're just not trying hard. Like I, I think I do understand that, you know, it's, it's not easy for, with it, with the tool system for Overwatch, but I don't know, man, I just think they're leaving money on the table by not maybe getting their tooling team to work a little, to, 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 uh, you know, work to, to make, to create tools to make these single player experiences a bit easier to make for the development team, you know? But then again, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not a Blizzard insider. This is me just from the outside looking in, wishing I had more lore content, right? So, uh, but yeah, based off of that statement, it doesn't look like we're going to be getting any single player campaign or anything like that anytime soon. I don't, based on that comment, I don't even think it's even on their radar, to be honest with you. So. Um, if anything, I think the next Overwatch property is going to be mobile. Probably. I mean, the, the Activision Blizzard wants more money. Go mobile, make a mobile game for China. That That's probably the goal there, especially with Overwatch League being huge in China right now. You know, being being pretty massive with, you know, you know, with the, with the additional Chinese team. So that'll be, it'll be a great place for them to, you know, make some money. <laughs> 
But yeah, and it, uh, the last thing Jeff Cap- uh, Kaplan said was that there's a really cool PvP surprise coming to the PTR very soon. Please be looking out for it. So, I mean, usually when they say stuff like that, it's only like a week or two away. So I'm curious. He said a PvP surprise. He didn't say a competitive surprise. He just said a PvP surprise. So I don't know what it what it could be. I mean, historically speaking, it's probably something temporary. <laughs> I don't know, but they are putting it on the PTR, so maybe it's not temporary. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm curious, though. Well, at least we know that they, well, we already, we always knew that they are working on stuff. We just didn't know what they're working on stuff. I mean, it, we know that there's, we still don't know what exactly they're working on, but we know what to expect. Well, sorry, we don't know what to expect. We know to expect something. <laughs> so that's better than nothing, right? We know to expect something at this point, which I'm happy about. However, I'll say it again. Would you guys please just put out a roadmap? Please put out a developer roadmap. It, it has helped so many games that have had doubts about where, you know, what direction they were going in. Destiny puts out developer uh, roadmaps. Um, the, the, the division puts out developer roadmaps to let people know, hey, we're working on things. We're doing these things. Uh, you know, I know there are things that Overwatch, the Overwatch team are doing for sure. Like, we know that there are things that they're 100% doing for sure. Can you please just share that with us? You know, can you, can you share that with us? Let us know. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a little hard keeping the faith when you don't get, when you really don't get any news, you know, so. But yeah, that, that's what Jeff Kaplan had to say about things coming up in Overwatch. And now we're going to move to another topic. And I said, like I said, I want to talk about GameSense a little bit. I'll talk about GameSense just a little bit. Uh, and this one is more about, because we talked about GameSense before, and now it's more about, you know, keeping track of enemy ultimates and knowing when to engage and disengage from a fight. But another big part of Overwatch is being able to read a situation. You know, if you can read and set up before something happens, that, that, that you, it, can, it can create a win condition for you, right? So I'll give you an example. I did a lot. Of, I, I played a lot of Overwatch this weekend. Um, actually, even before that, because I, I wasn't doing my test stream, so I don't even have this on stream. That sucks now that I think about it, but it was awesome. But <laughs> we were, I was playing on, uh, we were playing competitive, playing on Horizon Lunar Colony. We are in the fourth round, right? We're in the fourth round because, you know, we got all the way through, they got all the way through. Then we, on the second push, because we had less time than they did, on the second push, actually, yeah, this is actually really good because they, we only had a minute. We got the first point and got 50, like a little over 50% of the second point, right? So that's a good, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a win condition and competitive. They had five minutes. <laughs> they had five minutes in, the, in, the, uh, in, in, their, in their round. So I was kind of like, uh, this doesn't, doesn't look too good for our heroes, right? So there's less than 60 seconds left, right? Less than 60 seconds left. We are still at the first point. They have not taken the first point yet. We are posted up. If, you, if you're thinking Horizon Lunar Colony on defense, uh, looking toward where the attackers are coming from. We're top left, you know, on the side where that door is that goes outside to the moon. Uh, so that's where we are. And we're backed up a little bit. We're not at the very edge. We're backed up a little bit. We're kind of adjacent to the door. And 
I can't remember their full comp, right? I can't remember their full comp, um, but they had for sure a Sombra, a Diva, they had a Winston. I think they had a Tracer and somebody, I can't remember what the other DPS was. Um, and they, of course, they had, you know, two healers. I can't remember what they were. But the important thing was that Sombra. That's what was nagging me, right? So we're sitting there, and, you know, after you wipe a team, you expect them to come back within a certain amount of time. And it was just a little bit over that time, and time was running down. And I got to thinking, I was like, what do they have? And I checked the tab, and I said, okay, well, they got, the, they got a, a, a Winston, they got a Diva, they got a Sombra. They haven't come back yet. They're regrouping for a big push. Haven't heard Sombra's ult. I don't think she's used her ult this entire round. I have seen this movie before. <laughs> I have seen this movie before. What's going to happen, I thought to myself, what's going to happen is Sombra is going to pop her ultimate behind us. Then the Diva and the Winston are going to jump in, and the Tracer is going to also hop in, and we're going to go down. So what I did, and I was playing Baptiste, by the way. So what I did is I actually moved to the opposite side of the high ground. I moved to the side where the enemies really can't see you if they're kind of coming past. I come to the opposite side and five seconds after I get set up on the opposite side, I see Sombra appear. Boom. She uses her ultimate. As soon as she uses her ultimate, Diva Winston jumping in, Tracer zooming up the steps. And as they're jumping in, I throw my immortality field across the way and it lands right on top of my teammates. And then I'm also pumping them full of health while we're doing it. And they take down the Winston and they take the diva out of mech and they also kill the tracer. And then we, and then they, you know, the enemy team is running out of time at this point. So they drop down to the point. We drop down to the point and we kill them. Boom. Into the game. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, that was such a great read. I was patting myself on the back. Cause it, it happened exactly the way I thought it was going to happen. Right. Sombra comes in, does her ult. Winston uh, diva comes in, they dive along with the tracer, you know, boom, just like that, you know, and a read like that comes from experience, right? Like I said, I've, I've seen this, this play before. Like I've seen, I've heard this music before, right? But, you know, it has a lot to, it, that's also like a game sense thing, right? You know, you shouldn't just be sitting idle while there is nothing going on. You know, you should be, you know, if the, if the enemy is taking a little bit longer to come back to, to regroup, you should be looking like, what comp do they have? What could they possibly do here? You know, and then that's why you also still have to keep track of what the enemy is doing. Uh, has Winston used his ultimate? Has D.Va used her ultimate? Has uh, Sombra used her ultimate? Has Trace used her ultimate? If they did, when was the last time you heard it? You know, and then you can read plays like that. Or you can even read actions. Like, for example, like if you're a tank, let's say you're a dive tank going after Anna. Let's say you're D.Va going after Anna, right? More than likely that Anna's going to try to sleep you. You're a huge target. You're really easy to sleep. So, you know, you kind of have to read the moves because, you know, a lot of Annas won't sleep immediately. Like, they'll take, like, a shot first maybe or they'll move back a little bit. But, you know, you have to be able to get your Matrix up to eat the sleep or be able to dodge the sleep. And then, basically, at that point, Anna is going to be a sitting duck unless you can't aim, right? So, 
you know, that's the thing. I guess that, that's really what I would just really want to talk about is, you know, making sure you're, you're actively paying attention and trying to figure out what your enemy is going to do. Like, you really just shouldn't be sitting idle, you know, waiting for them to come back. And that would, that would, that would help tremendously. You know, this would probably be a much better, easier, a better topic if I had other people to talk about it with. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, you really, like, being able to read a situation is very important to this game. I'm pretty sure there's a good Omnic Lab episode about it. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but Omnic Lab has covered, you know, almost everything you need to know at this point. So I would definitely go check out their library, to be honest with you. But yeah, you know, reading, reading the game is a part of Game Sense, and it does come, you know, with experience. So, you know, just just pay attention. And then if something like that happens, like, you know, for example, like let's say we let it happen. Let's say I never moved. Let's say I, I didn't get the immortality field across. I, I was just there when Sombra popped her alt and then I died. Don't get mad about that. Don't get mad about Sombra being able to hack, being able to be invisible and then come out of invisibility and instantaneously do her ability. Don't be mad about that because it's not like it's an imbalanced move. It's not like there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you can predict it. You can try to set yourself up so that you don't get you know hit by it because that hack only goes a certain radius. And that when I moved, that's why I moved. Cause I know the hack only goes out a certain radius. So I was just trying to make sure I was out of the radius of the hack so that when it happened, I will be able to react to it. So when you come across a situation where, you know, you get hit with an ultimate or you get put in a situation and it seems like it was just too easy. Don't get mad at that. Think. What could I have done to avoid that situation, right? What could I have done? Did I, was I not paying attention to somebody having their ultimate? Was I in a bad position? You know, stuff like that. Like, you know, like, for example, um, if your team, if the enemy team has a Reinhardt and your team doesn't have a Reinhardt or a way to block a shatter, you really need to pay attention to when Reinhardt might have his shatter, right? And pay attention to his, uh, you know, his his movement and stuff like that. Like, you know, Reinhardt just trying to barrel through or trying to get close to your group. Hey, man, he might be trying to come up and shatter you guys because he knows you don't have any defense for it. So what should you do at that point? Is there, are you able to get high enough so that the shatter doesn't affect you? Are you able to move out the way? Are you able to get into cover if if he's going to do this thing? You know, there are very few alts in this game that can't be stopped. I will say I do think there's a few alts that are, that the risk versus reward factor are a little off. Like I always always say that about Junkrat's ultimate, right? I think the risk reward factor is a little off, right? It, It doesn't hurt him anymore. He could pop it in the middle of the group. He can, you know, and it has a really large radius, you know, but there are still things you can, you can do to it. Like, if if the junk rat is around you and he does exactly what I just said, like he's in the middle of your group and he does rip tire, you have enough time to destroy the rip tire as he is pulling it out, right? So even with that, me feeling that, you know, it's a bit unbalanced, that, you know, I, I wish it was a little easier to deal with, um, or there was more recourse or more repercussion for him doing it, there is something you can do about it. And that is paying attention to when junk rat might have his ult, you know. And if you see him getting super aggressive and being okay with just jumping in the middle of your group, uh, you know, that might be a good time to be like, okay, I think he has his ultimate and he's probably going to pull it once he gets close enough to us because he could just pull it and explode. And, you know, that's a huge play for him. You have to be able to read. So 
don't get mad, get good. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the title. That's the title of the episode. Don't get mad, get good. You know, and when you lose a match, don't just get salty and be like, I'm gonna fuck this game. And, you know, like, I, I, it's so unbalanced. Like, if you, if you, you know, bring your salt levels down a bit and try to analyze what just happened, you will, there's a, there's a chance that you may be able to figure out what you could have did in that situation and how to rectify it for next time. All right. So hopefully you can take that one <laughs> and get you a, you know, a few SR, a few extra SR with that. Uh, gonna move into our community questions. Dr. Dude five one nine zero. He was in the chat a little earlier, but I know he had to go. So unfortunately he's just going to have to listen to this on the, uh, on the new show or on the, uh, on the um, recording when it comes out. But uh, Dr. Dude, he says, hey, guys, just finish my placements on console and maybe talk to a total of eight people in all 10 games. Five of them were in one game. The lack of communication among teammates was the main reason we lost 75% of those games. I went three wins, six losses, one tie. So I proposed a solution that would help solve some of those problems. Back in the day when you went to play Search and Destroy and Call of Duty, you couldn't be in any form of party chat meaning you would have to be in game chat. Sure, most people still wouldn't talk, but at least there was a possibility of them listening. Am I just wishful thinking, or could this be a valuable route for them to take? We'll love to hear everyone's opinions on this subject. Hmm. I mean, I do think that forced team chat and competitive would help. I, 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 I do. Um, is it the ultimate solution? No, but it would definitely help a little bit, a little bit. Cause I mean, you, people would still have the option to mute themselves. And I think a lot of people would still would mute themselves, especially on console. And the reason why I say on console is because, uh, when you play on PC, you're generally in more of a controlled environment. However, when I've played on console, I have heard people vacuuming. I have heard people doing something in the fucking kitchen. You know, it's something in the kitchen, like banging pots together or whatever. I've heard babies running around screaming, you know, because a lot of consoles are in family areas, you know, so they, I, I can understand people just not wanting to hear your voice chat, especially because, you know, it might, you know, you, you might have a ton of noise. Like there was, I've had people, I've heard vacuums in the background and hair dryers and stuff like that when I, when I play on console. So yeah, I mean, I, I do think it would help, but I also, under, I also think that a lot of people would still mute themselves because they just don't want to hear it. Right. And, you know, so and I, I agree with you. I just don't, I, you know, there's just, it wouldn't be the most effective solution. That's all. So uh, but unfortunately, since I'm the only one, that's the only opinion you're going to get, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to actually start um, closing the show up here. You know, I gave you a good 52 minutes here. You know, not, not, not our normal 90 minutes. So sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't serve you guys with that. <laughs> but uh, I always I just want to talk about Push the Point real quick. That is our latest podcast, our newest podcast on the network and our newest Overwatch podcast and it is Overwatch League centric and it is with Ramses and Labosco. I am not on that because yeah, I do you I, if you listen to the show, you know I don't keep up with Overwatch League, but those guys do. 
they actually they keep it with Overwatch League, and the topics they have are interesting enough for me to actually listen to their show at normal speed <laughs> when I edit the show. When I edit the show, I do listen to their show at normal speed because it is very, you know, it, it is very interesting. Uh, the show is not just a regular, you know, Overwatch, uh, Overwatch League podcast where they, you know, talk about what they do a recap, right? The, the show is really about the, 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 the storylines and the news and what, and what's happening. So, uh, it's, it is a different Overwatch League podcast and I think you'd enjoy it. So definitely check it out. So push the point. You can find it, uh, you on the Mashable Buttons website. So you go to mashablebuttons.com. You can find push the point there under shows. You can also find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. You know, it's it's rolling out to other podcast platforms all the time. So just search for Push the Point and it should show up. All right. And uh, also, I want to talk about community episodes. We just uh, put out our last community episode last week and we are looking for new people to do community episodes. So if you're interested in talking about something Overwatch related, feel free to reach out to us. Now I'll, I'll put out the contact information a little later so that you know how to reach out to us. We love to hear your ideas. All right. And remember the, the community episodes are not just for us to bring somebody on and talk about something we want to talk about the community episodes. Like if you have something to talk about, or if you have a response or you want to kind of debate, uh, you, you don't even have to debate. If you just want to expand on what some we've talked about before, feel free, you know, reach out to us. It'll be awesome. It'll be a good time. All right, so yeah, we're looking for people for more community episodes, and I am really going to try to get them out on a, on a, on a at a good time this time. <laughs> uh, also, rank roles in Discord. We do have rank roles, so if you are looking for somebody to play with, and especially in the lower ranks, we're definitely looking for people in the lower ranks uh, for our, our, our lower ranked community members to group up and hopefully pull yourselves out of bronze and silver and low gold. So hop in the Discord. Even if you're on console, hop in the PCLFG. That's where the instructions are for the ranked roles, you need to have at least community member status in the discord. So if you, that means if your name isn't at least showing up green, then you won't be able to use it. So if your name is not showing up green, you know, give me a shout. I'll give one of the other mods a shout and they'll be able to hook you up. All right. And, uh, community events. I think the, 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 the PS4 group had a game night on Friday. I was not able to make that. And I'll keep you up to date with the next game night for the PS4. And the next Xbox game night looks like it's going to be May 3rd. So as we get closer to that, I will uh, make sure that gets put out on the show. And as always, I want to thank Mellow Yeti for running the Xbox game nights and, you know, Death Squad OG for running the PS4 game nights. You guys do a great job bringing the community members together for, you know, those, those, those console groups. So thank you guys very, very much. All right. And, uh, with that, we, we normally live stream every Tuesday, sometime between 9 and 10 usually. Tonight, I got started really late because I had to set up the stream for one, and which we didn't have that set up. I had to make sure my, my new audio equipment was going to work properly, and then I had to put the program together. So it was a little, <laughs> a little late today, but we normally don't start this late. But we love to have you here if you listen to the show on a regular basis, but you know, when I get a bit more interactive, I, I, we actually try to be more interactive with the chat then we can't but i just had to do a solo show so it's a little difficult <laughs> um but yeah we love to have you here on the stream we also want to hear about your overwatch stories so you know whether you have a funny story sad story angry story we'd love to hear about it and like i said we're going to get into our contact info in a little bit like i mentioned we do have a ps4 community and an xbox one club they're both called Watchpoint radio overwatch and you know if you're you know, on the ps4 or xbox we'd love to to have you there and as like i said before discord too. discord.me slash match those buttons doesn't matter what platform you play We'd love, you know, if you listen to, to, to the show, we'd love to have you come in and, you know, talk to us sometime. 
And I always talk about Heroes of Overwatch, which is a great Overwatch group. If you're looking to keep up with news or just memes or even just find other people to play with, it's a, it's a great group of people if you're on Facebook. So definitely check that out. And with that, I thank everybody for listening. Um, you can find us at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And you can find me on twitter.com slash church of jaw. That's my Twitter account. Sorry. Yeah, that, that I'm not going to edit that out because it's getting late. Sorry. <laughs> but um, also, uh, like I said, uh, you can uh, reach out to us on the discord and you can also reach out to us with your comments and questions WPR at match those buttons.com. You can, you know, you can uh, reach out to us there and you can also reach out to us via Twitter uh, and discord. Those are usually the best places to reach us. You can reach, you can try to reach out via Facebook or SoundCloud, but I don't always catch those messages because I'm not used to looking for them, but we would love to hear from you, you know, community feedback, community questions, you know, that's what we like to do on this show. So, you know, definitely reach out to us if you have anything to say. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon, which at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You can buy merch on our Teespring store at stores, teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber. That's also a, uh, a, a way to support. So we really do appreciate your support for those who are supporting us right now and those who support us in the future. And uh, also, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, I am done for the night. And... Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably have uh, we'll probably have at least Kendra back next week, right? So it'll be more than just me. Sorry if I have disappointed you, but I doubt I did. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. All right, you guys have a good day, good night. Whenever you listen to this, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.